Hello, and welcome to The Purpose. I'm Bill Brunson. And I'm Kip McClure. And today, we're going to be talking about All Saints. And All Saints is a very special Sunday in the life of a church, in the life of the Christian people, because it's on All Saints that we remember all of the saints that have gone before us. And the passage of Scripture we're going to be drawing from today is probably one of the most familiar passages on All Saints Sunday, and that is Hebrews, the 12th chapter, beginning in verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. And when we talk about the festival of All Saints, as it's called in some faith traditions, or just All Saints Sunday, um, it really has a uh, an ancient uh, an ancient history. It goes all the way back to 609 A.D. when Pope Boniface the Fourth dedicated a pantheon, the Pantheon in Rome. Uh, to the memory of the Blessed Virgin Mary and to all of the martyrs of the faith. And they determined that he dedicated it on on May 13th. And so that was on May 13th each year, they would have a service to remember the Virgin Mary and all of the martyrs, who all the people who've died for their faith throughout the throughout time. And so they would do that each year. It made the move to where it currently is, which is November the 1st. It made that move um, when uh, Pope Gregory the 3rd, um, sorry, Gregory the 4th, dedicated, sorry, Gregory the 3rd. We're going to go with Gregory the 3rd. I think that's right. 3rd sounds good. 3rd sounds great. Dedicated uh, St. Peter's Basilica in Rome on November 1st. And when he dedicated St. Peter's, of course, he dedicated it to the memory of the Apostle Peter, who was crucified, inverted, uh, under the in the area where the uh, altar for the uh, for the church is for the basilica is, is and um, is buried beneath the altar in St. Peter's. And so it's dedicated to his memory, to the memory of the apostles, and to the memory of all those who have died in the faith. And so we have continued that tradition since that period of time. So pre-1000 A.D., we were already celebrating All Saints, and now it's an opportunity every year for a church to remember all of those who have gone before us in this year and all those who have gone before us throughout time. It's interesting also that it coincided with a problem that the church was having in that um, this particular time of year was a time that people became focused on the sort of the, the afterlife and the, the, the dark, increasing darkness that happens in the, in the fall. And so um, they would often on uh, uh, October the 31st have a, a celebration of the dead. Uh, which we still have as Halloween, uh, at All Hallowed's Eve 
Eden, um, and and they would look at and and sort of in a ghoulish way um, celebrate the dead. And the church decided, in some ways, to sort of hijack uh, a little of that thunder to to say, okay, we're going to celebrate the dead, but we're not going to celebrate it in this ghoulish way. We're going to celebrate it in a way to uh, to know that all of those saints that you know on Halloween you're scared of are actually a group of people who are surrounding us and who are with us and who are. Uh, the communion of saints that accompany us in all that we do, and so it's it was an interesting choice of time to sort of uh, shift some of that. I don't know if they were fully successful because Halloween still seems to be kind of popular, uh, but that that relationship certainly exists. Right, and I love the image that we have that there is a cloud of witnesses who are cheering us on, all of these saints that have gone before us. And, you know, while, yes, that may sound scary if you're looking at it from the ghoulish side, uh, for me it's very inspiring and very hope-filled because the image that we have in Hebrews is, well, frequently that idea that we are running a race. And, um, And so the idea easily can be understood that we are running a race on a track. You can imagine that, you know, sometimes sometimes doesn't it seem like life just seems to be going in circles. Uh, you're running on a track going in circles, and, you know, you don't really go very, you know, you're not really seeing There's a lot, lot not, not a lot of new scenery sometimes. A lot and, weighing you down. And, yeah, in the and, you know, a lot weighs you down and slows you down, and, and but you're still running, and you have that crowd that's cheering you on, and that's the image that we get is that when we're going through life, when we're winning the race, when we're losing the race, when we feel like we're lost in the pack, there's a crowd of folks that are cheering us on who've ran that race effectively before us. And, you know, always one of the images that always comes to mind is that idea of almost the wave. that used to be really popular in stadiums where people would stand up, throw their arms up in the air and sit back down and and that wave would go around and around and around and there was an energy that would build from that just when you would see that kind of uh, that kind of momentum in the stands, people on the field said that they, they could feel that energy and it just drove them. That's the kind of thing we have. I, the image that that I have is of as you look through Hebrews, he looks at all of the great saints that went before and names them and in Faith's Hall of Fame and and if you've ever been on a stadium uh, in, on the ground level on game day or when it's filled on the lower levels you you see the people that you kind of recognize and I can you can see Moses out there rooting for you and there's Abraham and 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 there's Jesus. But as you as you get further up, the cl- the the crowd becomes that cloud. You can't distinguish the faces, but they're still yelling. They're still screaming. They're they're that twelfth person on the field, as a lot of uh, football coaches like to say. That just give that energy to you to keep running and not quit and 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 to energize. And so where a lot of people fear death and and fear the afterlife and and think that's uh, something that's scary 
the church has always seen it as it's just the next step in our existence. We're we're in the presence of God, but we're still a part of what's going on in Christ's church, even though we're no longer on earth. We're still a part of what God's doing. And people that we have known who have cheered us in life here continue to cheer us uh, in life there. Right, and, and, and I think maybe this is something that comes with um, with age, um, and I think you get to that place where, and well, for me, you get to that place where you start looking and thinking about all of those that you have known that are in the stands now. You get a lot more in the stands than they're on the playing field. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and I, I, I mean, I was the last in my family, the last grandchild. Uh, on both sides of my family and you know i can i can not even begin to name all of those that have gone just from my family and then you start adding in friends and you start adding in church members and church you know your parts of your church family and you start adding in just uh, the the people that you have worked with and 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 went to school with and who have taught you and um, all of those that have played a role in your life and yeah it it you know in your own way you can probably you probably could sit there right now and think about all of those that are in your cheering section in the stands who are watching you continue to run this race and for me there. Many, if not all of them, are inspirational because I think about how they ran the race of life and how they dealt with the obstacles along the way and uh, the, the detours. And, you know, I mean, life, life can be challenging at times. I mean, you go out to run a, uh, you go out to run a, uh, just a flat race and suddenly they start throwing hurdles out in front of you. Um, well, that's called Tuesday. You know, with Tuesday, they're on Tuesday they're hurdles. Um, on Thursday they're you know they're vipers. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it you know, some days are really smooth running, and some days it seems like everything is coming at you nonstop. And and there's also a feeling that I often have that. I am running the race. I, I know that there are things in my life, weights that are are, are holding me down, um, uh, that things that I would like to do differently that, or I could like to change in life that would would make me a better person. Um, and that so many off, so often we feel like we are the only person uh, who really gets that, who is uh, is is fighting that fight. And the reality is, these folks are are fighting that fight with us. They're they're cheering us on. They're wanting us to figure out how to win the race, how to get rid of that those things in life that drag us down and pull us back from being everything that we can be in Christ. And so, uh, rather than feeling uh, uh, bad about them looking on or feeling like I'm alone, they're with me. In, in my younger days. Um, I always felt like there was this group of people sort of looking at my life, judging me to see if I measured up. And um, 
a lot of it were aunts, uncles, and extended family members, uh, parents, that that sort of thing. Uh, and every decision I would make, I would go, well, you know, what what would they think? Or do they would they be pleased with this? And and then one day it dawned on me that many of these people were no longer alive. That I was I had as in my brain uh, this group of people judging me who really didn't care anything about what I was doing with my life at all. I mean, they, they were perfectly fine for me to live my life without really any interference. But for some reason, in my mind, they they had an interest. This reminds us that there's a group of people who, who truly do have an interest in our lives that they're they're not judging us. They are rooting for us and wanting us to win and to become everything that God has for us. And I love the image that we have whenever communion is shared, Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper, the Eucharist, the Mass is shared, that image that as we gather that we ga- as we gather around the table here, that there on the other shore, there's uh, the group of saints who are gathering there. And so with saints above and saints below, we join our voices to offer praise to God and, and to give, you know, to give thanks to God for all the blessings of life. And, and, you know, and I love, I love that image that, you know, for me, I think about it when I, when I go to the communion table, um, that Christ invites us to, I go to that table and I'm receiving communion and my parents are gathered at that table. And grandparents are at that table, and and friends and loved ones are all at that table, but they're just not, you know, just not where I can see them. And I think there's such a beauty and a comfort in that. And so, All Saints for us gives us that moment to remember, uh, to remember that we aren't alone in this, that we are being cheered on. And I think, you know, the passage that we always draw draw from this Hebrews twelve passage. It does remind us that we should lay aside every weight and the and the sin that clings so closely, so that we can run the race. And I and I think that for me, when I look back across all of history, church history, and I think about the saints, and yes, I think about the big saints. You know, I th- I think about the Teresa of Avila and Saint John of the Cross, mm-hmm. and I, I think about. Uh, I do think about the apostles, and I, I think about, well, I think about John Wesley and Charles Wesley, and and all of those along the way that have now we would consider saints of the church. Um, I think they're all amazing, but what I find really helpful for me is they were all human. Um, they were all men and women who felt God's call and figured out how to lay aside the weights that held them back and the sin that clung so closely, and they ran the race that God put before them. And if I, you know, I, I like to remind myself if they can do it, maybe I have a chance. And and we see in their lives people who that didn't necessarily happen easily. I mean, I remember back to uh, Saint Augustine who. Um, was a very uh, rich and affluent young man. He had everything he could ever dream of. Uh, but but God began to sort of work in his life, and he felt called that he, he knew that he needed to enter the priesthood. 
Uh, but what prevented him the most were all the beautiful women that he enjoyed spending time with. And uh, the famous quote is, God give me chastity, but not yet. Uh, I mean, these are the saints. These are the people. They have the same issues that so many other people have that we look up at St. Augustine and we can't ever fathom someone who would struggle at that level. But that's exactly where God found him. And all the other saints in heaven were cheering him on to help him find where it is and how he could become what God used him for. And just an aside for our for those people, if anybody ever does listen to this, um, just an aside for them, uh, you can tell that Kip is from Pinson. Um, I'm from Gadsden, so we say um, – Augustine. Um, now, our producer, Nash, uh, he's from Trustful, which is a little fancier. And so they say Augustine, Augustine over there. Yes. So they're Augustine, Augustine over there. But we're Augustine. Yeah. And it, like St. Augustine it down kind in like Florida. The gra- in the like grass. the grass. Like yeah, the grass. St. Augustine yeah. grass. And, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, St. Augustine, um, he... He was as human as they come. When you read his writings, he, in one hand, is in one moment he is saying, "I'm going to give up everything. I'm going to follow God. I really, I'm into. I'm, I'm going to give my whole heart to God because I feel what God's calling me to do." And then in the next breath, it's like, "But I really struggle with doing that right now because I have other plans and other things look really good." There's a party tonight. There's a party tonight. I really want to go to. I want to delay this. Maybe tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. And, but yet he has had an impact because ultimately he did surrender his life to God. Right. And even in the struggle, I mean, we look at John Wesley, who who finds his heart strangely warmed and feels that God loves him and can, can forgive his sin when he is at Aldersgate Street in a Bible study, and he goes home and records all that in his journal, and he started this new faith journey that's going to be great and wonderful, and like a week or two later, he writes in his journal... I am nothing. I'm just like wormwood. I'm awful. I don't know if I even know what faith looks like. He struggled, but he was committed to figuring it out and to working to grow as a disciple. And and so these are the people. I, I love to hear people quote Wesley because he comes out with these amazingly strong quotable quotes about how what faith is like and holiness is like and 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 being made uh, sanctified in God's grace and and then literally a week later he's going I, I don't know what I'm talking about you know yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't have a clue well and and isn't that so much like us that I think because he's one of the people up in the stands cheering us on I think it gives us that encouragement that we don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to have all the answers to run the race. It's just continuing to run the race and growing through running the race and learning through running the race. And and so Wesley, he stayed at it until his final words is the best of all god is with us i mean it's that it's that moment and even in in of his dying quote where he finally he's in that place of he's with god and, and god is with him and god is present i mean it's a powerful transition and, and process in his life that's available to all of us if we keep running the race if we stay faithful 
And so I, you know, I really hope that each one of us will, because this is All Saints Week, All Saints Sunday coming up, and I really do hope that all of us will take time this week to think about the saints that have gone before us who are up in the stands, they're cheering us on. Think about who those are for you. And maybe make that list uh, that you you know that uh, of who they are and and if you have children in your life, this is a great opportunity to sit down with the children in your life and talk about those people that have gone before you. Let them hear their stories. Let them hear the influence that they've had for you and and the influence they've had in you and and how they inspire you to live. Make it so that down the road, they're still your children are still naming those saints as influences in their lives. But also, think about running the race. And think about what's holding you back from running the race. Is it something that weighs you down? Is it, some, is it a sin that is slowing you down, pulling you, uh, pulling you away from the race? What do you need to do to get rid of those things or to change or to grow? It may not happen overnight. Most of the saints throughout time, it didn't happen overnight. But they stayed with it. They kept running and they kept trying to grow, knowing that as they grew stronger and knowing as they, as they, they kept going, that God was going to help them to cast those things aside, to drop those weights, to, to, to learn to resist those sins so that they could keep going and keep doing what God was going to call them to do. I think it's one of the fascinating parts of spiritual growth uh, as you learn about All Saints Day and the saints, is to realize that we are saints in progress. And God's intent is for us one day to be considered saints. And it, it means to be holy. It means to be like God, to be a saint. It's coming from, from saint, uh, to be sanctified, to be made holy, sanctuary, where we get those words. And it's a scary thought that one day at some point God may do such work in my life and help me get rid of all of the things that hinder and uh, help me get my race on that my kids or grandkids would look back and say, you know, I think God got him there. I mean, I think all those other people helped get him to that spot. And it's a scary thing because none of us feel qualified for that. None of us feel that we're good enough, and, and frankly, we're not good enough. It's only by the grace of God, but that's God's purpose for us is to keep running and to keep finding that life of purpose that's grounded in Jesus Christ so that one day we can be holy just as God is holy. Right. I, I, love, the, I love the song. Uh, I sing a song of the saints of God. Mm-hmm. It's just a it's a fun song for all saints, um, but I like, the, uh, I like the last verse of it. Because it says they they live not only in ages past, there are hundreds of thousands still. The world is bright with the joyous saints who love to do Jesus' will. You can meet them in school or in lanes or at sea, in church or in trains or in shops or at tea. For the saints of God are just folk like me, and I mean to be one too. I love that because in today's world, everywhere we go, 
we're encountering the future saints of God <laughs> as people are trying to grow into being the person that God has called them to be. We meet them anywhere. We see them everywhere. And I mean to be one, too. And we cheer them all on as they make their way around that race uh, to get to where God wants them to be. That's right. So I hope that you will take some time this week and reflect on All Saints Day, the saints that have gone before you, and how you're running that race today in your life. And then join us again next week on The Purpose. Thank you.